This, 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 this is mythical. Today's episode is brought to you by our new presenting sponsor, Vitamin Water. Woo woo! Welcome to Ear Biscuits. I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the round table of dim lighting, we are exploring the question, is back to school a feeling? Interesting, because it's that time of year. Um, actually, today is that time of day for our families. Um, this our morning, kids first day of school. This today. morning, all of our kids went back to school. Um, and boy, it's it's really it brought up a lot of uh, experiences I've had because every year for a lot of my life, I go back to school. Mm-hmm. Me and, too. And was there a? I didn't drop out. Was there a? Was there kids a specific, don't drop out. Don't drop out. Was there a specific feeling associated with that? If there was, what was it? Or what also now still is it? Yes. Does it still happen even though we are no longer going to school? And I yeah. don't just mean vicariously through our kids. I think we can, we can we can take a journey through the kids, but also through our own yeah. we'll, experiences. We'll be talking about even, we're gonna get into a little bit, just a little bit, not too much uh, science as to why you may still feel that back to school feeling even after you no longer go to school and we're going to be recollecting. Can you use that term in that way? Recollecting? Yeah. Uh, reminiscing about some of our specific Recalling. Back, back to school experiences that we had which of course many of those were shared because we went to school and back to school basically every year that we went to school with the exception of like one. Um, but yeah, but let's, let's talk about the children because. Well I think before we do we have to issue an apology. Oh, oh yeah, about um, that, a fact check. We have to do, what do you call it, an error correction? We, we gotta do a correction moment here on Ear Biscuits. You know what, we, we never said that everything that I say is perfect. I think Rhett tends to imply by his tone of voice Yeah, but you didn't say that, I said it. That, it you, that I was the one that, that was wrong. You were saying some, that, you, that you only speak truth no, if and you recall, instance, I don't want to have to cut to a clip. No, no. But if you recall, I specifically said, I think it's I think Dyson is from Australia. But then I was like, at least I think it's from Australia and then I and then we said, Jacob, check that because we had the wherewithal in the moment to know that and I had the wherewithal. And you know what? I respect you for that. You to, did do that. To which fact was, check and and say, "You know what? I don't want to say it, it I really thought they were from Australia." And then he did the fact check. And you know he's actually not in here to defend himself. I'm gesturing to where he normally would be. He's not in here right now. He came back with. You, you know why he's not in here? Because he was wrong. He's been shamed. He 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 used his keyboard. He used his laptop. And Jacob doesn't like to speak audibly uh, well, while in here. I, I mean, mean he's does not as a he's practice. not mute. He does. Yeah. He does speak when he when he when he works. But only know. when spoken to. Uh, no. <laughs> well, we spoke. To, he, he likes to just type so as not to interrupt the flow of our and conversation. And I appreciate that. And he said something to the effect of James Dyson is fr uh, from Australia. But the fact is he's not and that's why he's not here. J uh, Jacob no longer works here. <laughs> so that's, that's what happens around here. When you make a mistake like that, when you make us look bad, you get fired. You gone. Actually, he's just on a phone call. He still works here. He's doing something more important than we just sit here that. and uh, and I will put this in quotes, fact check <laughs> us. Cause it's actually a British company. We are sorry to uh, everyone uh, in England. Uh, we know that you are actually responsible for Dyson. Well, at least your country is, you're not. And uh, maybe you are listening if you are actually a Dyson and we apologize, but, they're do, but there are manufacturing. But you colonized Australia, yeah, so. Yeah. 
and and we learned while we were in Australia that Australia, there, there, like we did that, there is still a connection. Technically, they're still under the authority, right? Of they are of not, the United Kingdom. They're not independent. There's something else. Jacob, can you? What are? Oh, he's not in here. Why is he not? Okay, yeah. If if Jacob were here right now, he would be typing out. They are independent, but it's I, not quite. I'm sorry, guys. Perfect independence. He he doesn't. He looked. He very quickly. You know, we put him on the spot. He was acting like he was listening, but he was doing something more important. And then we put him on the spot, and he like he did some Google, uh, but he did it in a faulty way. Yeah, apparently because yeah. something came up that talked about all of this production facilities and things in Australia, but the headquarters is, is in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a better way to apologize. So we are sorry. Uh, we took a for while to Jacob. do that. Usually to say, last on last week's podcast, we incorrectly stated that Dyson was from Australia. We are sorry, we now know that it is from England. And then you just move on. We could have just done that. Punitive measures were taken, but we're not gonna go <laughs> into details and we're not gonna we're not gonna ridicule someone who's not here. We wouldn't do that. Let's talk about the fact that our, we just sent our children off to school. And again, last year was their first time ever going to public school. They they were all homeschooled. So last year was was huge. I mean, they were we we worried about so many things. Like Lily, Big transition. Lily was going into being a freshman in high school. And how many how many students are at that high school? Uh, three thousand, almost three thousand. Yeah, three thousand students at one high school, which is three can times you, the number that we had at HCHS Harness Central High can School. You, can you imagine just whoop, be? Whoop. I mean, she wasn't physically just schooled at home uh, up until yeah. through eighth grade. There was like they went to there other was, schools. There were classes taken and charter, char charter school type situations. There was there was social interaction. Yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't keep them in a cage. Um, but it was um, it wasn't it was not a public school setting, and there was nowhere near three thousand kids. No, there. so a big transition for them. And of course, I mean, it was first time Lando being seven years old at the time. Um, I mean, all the kids, y your kids too. It was like. There was a lot of wigging out happening. Like Locke was, you know, it was a big deal for him and Lincoln. And yeah, it was just you know they were trying Shepherd. to find their their way in the world, and they all adjusted incredibly well. They had yeah. a really good first year. They you know they found, it wasn't they found super friends. It wasn't super easy. Found hobbies, but they got plugged in, and they were you know they, they it wasn't about the unknown this year. Now it was a little bit for for my oldest Locke because he was beginning his freshman year at high school. But you know he knows a lot of the people who are from the school because it's yeah, mostly the together. one school going to the next school. So it's not like for us, which we'll talk about in a little bit, where it was all a bunch of schools coming together. So last year, a whole bunch of worries. This year, the only worry that I could discern was what are we going to wear on the first day of school? Yeah. You know, last night uh, I got home from work, and that, you know the whole place was a buzz. Like everyone was running around getting all their stuff straight, and. Um, Christy was packing the lunches, and she was she was clandestinely writing a writing a note to oh, each of them. A, she's a noter, huh? Um, she wrote a note, and then she my mom was a noter. She was like, I walked through the kitchen, and she was like, "Wouldn't you like to write a little note to Lando?" Oh, pressure notes. Yeah, pressure me into writing a note. So I I wrote, I wrote him a little note. What'd you say? You know, I said uh, this signature is probably worth something on eBay, <laughs> and then I stuck it inside of his. Well. Okay. eBay still happened? Playing off of the narcissism joke that you just made, I will say that uh, as a fellow narcissist, I um, <laughs> I uh, have found myself 
I didn't, I, I actually I didn't write a note. I wrote a note yesterday to Shepard because it was his birthday. So we usually get them a book and we write in, um, we take a page in, in the book and, and, and write in the book and that's like their card and their thing and we talk about like, the things that happened in them that year. Oh, but cool. multiple times that I've been writing notes to my children, I get to the end and I begin to sign it Rhett, <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> because I feel I end up signing my name oh, quite a bit. So, but why, then, why like, do you do that? Yeah, because I'm, you know, because I'm super popular and, and people just d demand to have my <laughs> signature. That's where the narcissism comes in. Um, but no, but then I, I, I started. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not red. I'm dad. An R is easily turned into like a a D, a D with legs. Yeah, yeah, I've made it work many times. You make that D walk. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I, so the, this yeah, I'm moving right on, right along. The same thing right. was happening at my house. It was there was a lot of hustle and bustle because you know on Sunday they had gone out and they had done their back to school shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, they had oh, the, you got to shop the you clothes gotta, that they wanted. That's the first thing about back to school is that it's a it's a commercial event. I mean, it's like freaking Black Friday. Yeah, it, well, it's kind of like when we get ready for a. Oh, I got a pencil or two, but oh, I got to get twelve more today. We get ready for a new season of Good Mythical Morning. We're like, mm, we got to get, we got to get some new clothes. We yes. can't be wearing too too many uh, some shirts too many times. So that you don't uh, want to do that at school either. Case in point. Okay, the back to school feeling. I think that's that's a good data point right there. That because we, we still live it. Well, because we have started our show at the same time that back to school happens. Right. It's just the way that it's worked out. It, and uh, so I think that's one of the reasons that we've continued to uh, ingrain that pattern in our brains for years. Uh, but, well, but because the show is so structured around being a part of the daily routine of the viewers. Right, we wanna we, be in we, sync with that. We try to take a little break and then blam, bring it back around that same time yeah. when people are adopting their, their their scheduled rhythm, you know? Right, well I will say that I, it sounds like you were more involved last night than I was and that's just where I got into a little well, I, trouble. I, I mean I wrote the You notes. wrote notes, you wrote pressure notes but you wrote notes. Oh you got in trouble? Yeah, this is what happened with me is that I got home and uh, there's lots of, well, first of all it was Shepard's birthday so we like did a birthday dinner, I grilled the steaks, I mean I thought that was pretty noble and um, and so, and then Jesse's like, all right, you guys gotta get ready, you gotta get your clothes out. And it just kinda seemed like everything was under control. It just sort of seemed like everything was working like a well-oiled machine. And so I was like, I'm going to get in the hot tub. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I'm, my legs were sore. My oh, legs goodness. are sore, man. I, I, did, I did one legged squats on Monday, you know, shout out to the gym that I go to. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I uh, it was fir first workout since being back since uh, from Australia and Fiji. Okay, so see, it's you're adopting yeah, again that, that school getting back in the routine. Routine. Uh, but so I was like, I wanted to soak my sore legs. I go out into the hot tub. I have you know just sort of some moments with myself, <laughs> and then I come back in less than an hour later, and she's like, "Where have you been?" And I was thinking, well, isn't it obvious? I'm soaking wet and very relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in, but that you was like, I've been that. in, no, I said, I've been in the hot tub. But but at that point you were like, 
what can I say? No, well, no. But know, I said Shepard told me to turn it on because we've been playing uh, the whole the whole day was about Shepard and his birthday. And you do whatever Shepard wants. Shepard told like, me. Shepard to told me to tub. turn the hot tub on. I thought he would come out and get in alone. He didn't. She wasn't happy with me. I apologize, uh, baby. I'm sorry. I didn't participate as you much. You didn't. You're apologizing now. No, Not I, then. No, no, no. I apologized multiple times last night, but it. She. I was kind of met with an icy stare. Because she she just continued to do things. Now here I'm faced with a decision because I I could decide to say at this point I actually got in my hot tub <laughs> last night. But then what what would happen is on, I would you? I, I would be at, yes I would <laughs> I would be admitting you got in your here, hot here's tub. The, here's the thing I would be admitting that I own a hot tub. Yeah right. And I you know whenever you said and you've already you've already admitted to having a hot tub in like another podcast I think. And I just kind of. You, you have a bigger hot tub. I get. I got <laughs> okay. scared. You have, I, a, you have a hot tub. I get, I'm Hold really self conscious about have people knowing that tub. we have hot tubs. You have a hot tub that changes color while we all sit in it. <laughs> like it goes from like green <laughs> to blue to orange. It's, it's like an alien abduction. Yeah, you have a hot tub that's bigger and cooler than mine. Of course, I am getting my backyard redone, so mine will be bigger and cooler than yours <laughs> in the not too distant future. I mean, I made We're the narcissism. to keep going back and forth. I made the narcissism joke. A few minutes ago, and then we start talking about our kids, and then you make you you're self-deprecate. You're talking about how, you know, you're telling the story. I'm just really self-conscious about. It's fine. Listen, it's, it's making a joke about being a people, narcissist, but then like being a narcissist yeah, while telling that if joke. If people are gonna not like us because we have hot tubs and we are constantly trying to make them bigger and better than each other's, they can just move on. There's other people who do things on the internet. It's fine. Okay. Uh, what I will say is, I remember the time that. Um, uh, <laughs> Our friend Michael growing up called our friend Eric growing up and Eric's dad answered the phone. I remember Michael telling us this story and um, he said, he called him and he was like, hello Mr. So-and-so, can I speak to Eric? And he was like, oh I'm sorry Michael, Eric's in the hot tub. And so for I remember for years feeling that like <laughs> someone being in the hot tub and not being able to come to the phone was a huge douche move so I completely understand your your aversion to douchey vibes. Yeah, a lot of douchey vibes. I mean, because because when you drop, just like oh, we I was in my hot tub last night and blah blah blah. It's like it's like name dropping. It's like a big bathtub. Really, it's just like a big bathtub, outdoors with lights that change. Now mine stays the same. My here, light does not change. Here's, here's it's here's the pretty pretty low rent. Here, here's actually. how I'm gonna defend my hot tub. This is what's gonna make me feel better about it. And this is true. Um. It's one of my favorite places to be. <laughs> I'm like a king in there. <laughs> <laughs> you, so you had some special moments to yourself as well last night. Actually, no. Um, a great thing about our hot tub is we're like at dinner and I'm like, you guys, you want me to heat up the hot tub? And I have to get agreement from like the majority of the family and then. And tell them how easy it is for you to heat the hot tub up, Link. I just, it's on my phone, I can do it, <laughs> I can do it right here. Oh, so man. that when I get home. What a douche. It's hot. <laughs> What a douche can just pick his phone 90, up and change the temperature of his hot tub. Degrees. I can't even do that. I have valves that I have to maneuver. Now, I will be able to control it with my mind come January. But, <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh. if if the majority says yes, we'll get in the hot tub, then I'm like, okay, we're all getting in the hot tub and it becomes like, it's like. Um, it's great family time. It's like gathering around the campfire. We do it all the time. Which of course I also have one of those. <laughs> you do, yeah, you have I a got... freaking fire, you have two fire pits. You have a fire pit <laughs> next to your Don't hot tub em. that's Don't just a bowl of fire that you light just for effect. 
You have pyrotechnics in your I backyard. I'm embarrassed, man. And Don't embarrass you, <laughs> me about my fire. You listen. Hold on. Just it, let go, man. I enjoy know, just, it. Just to be enjoy this is my show. It's the fruits of your labor, man. You've worked hard for over a decade. I, if I want fire in my backyard, you can have a freaking fire this pit. side and that side. Can a man have his fire? Yeah, I'm getting four fire pits. <laughs> you gonna have? I'm gonna have gargoyles that breathe fire all around <laughs> the entire perimeter of my property. <laughs> Use them as towel dryers. Uh, I, I've man. I've stood over that cauldron of fire next to my hot tub. Naked, um, naked. Fact, yeah, with, well, I wasn't I, there. I just guessed. I would have a towel and I'd be drying <laughs> off. I'd be drying off, and then I would just open the towel like and receive the flames, like a creepy, <laughs> like a creepy watch salesman on like a street corner in New York City. Yeah, that's where they do that. Um, <laughs> and I would just like I would corral the fire around my my region. Yeah, yeah, nothing like that. And, and just to like dry it off that way, heat dry it. <laughs> Can't wait to do that <laughs> with the gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get the right angle on that. that I'm gonna ride the gargoyle. <laughs> like I'm spitting fire. So last night, mm. uh, they all agreed and we all got in the hot tub and, and we, and it's, cause it's a great time, it's kinda like the dinner table. Um, you're sitting there, no screens allowed, you're not in front of the television or whatever. So all you all you can do is hold your breath or talk to each other. Right, and two so, options. So, so we, you know, it's a great place for us to connect as a family and talk to each other, um, and not be narcissistic or a douche. Right. Yeah. Um, so we did that last night. We talked about the expect everyone's expectations, what they were looking forward to. But again, it just came back to what they were going to wear. Like Lincoln ordered these shoes off Amazon. Shoes are such a big deal. You got the like, right shoes. Locke really got Lincoln into like the shoes. He's very aware. Like Locke. It's kind of like an older brother in that way that like, okay, tell me tell me what what's what and what I should be into. I, I He didn't tell me that, I'm just kind of reading between the lines. But anyway, there were shoes, and then he was like, Dad, I, I don't have socks that are just the right amount of no-show oh to gosh. go with my shoes for the That's first the day problem. of school. Emergency trip to the store. No, I was like, I, got you, I got you covered, son. I, can, I got two different options in my sock drawer oh. that I wanna lend you for this. I really Did came, he go with low tops? Really came through, low tops, yeah. Yeah, Locke went with the low top, low he, top Vans. And he said, I'm gonna wear my shorts, which are, they're, they're, they're white, they're like cool shorts with like a white base, is what he said. So he's like, he thought about all this. Yep. Uh, but so, so then the next morning, this, <laughs> this, this is what happens. So they're also, everybody's scrambling to get ready and then everybody's getting rushed out the door and Chris is like, oh, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta take the picture. We gotta take the picture. You gotta have the picture. Um, and so they go out at the front door uh, to take the picture outside because Jesse is coming with Locke and Shepard to pick up Lily to take Lily with to, to high school with Locke for Locke's first day. Like, you know, Lily will be there and kind of show him a little bit of the ropes. Right. She's been there a year. Um, so I go out the front door, I mess up the picture because they were already trying to take it and then I'm, because I, I wanted to watch. I watch him take the picture and I notice about the same time that Jesse pulls up and rolls down the window, the same thing that Locke noticed, which is my son's hair is huge. <laughs> like it, he's, he spends a lot of time on it and he, he, like, he like poofed it up and I mean it, it's like my hair kinda but like twice as tall yeah. and blonde and Locke rolls down his window and he's like, Lincoln, 
your hair is insane. <laughs> and then Christy starts taking the pictures. Lily gets in the car. They drive off. We wave goodbye. We go back in. We're going back in the house, and I hear Lincoln say to himself, "He's like, I gotta, I gotta do something about my hair. I gotta." Gotta tame it down. He thought he had taken it too far. Too insane. I think Locke meant it as a compliment. Like, yeah, insane good. is good. Yeah. Um, he had a big grin on his face, but like, you know, you're so self conscious on that first day. Everything's got to be peak and perfect. So I'm like, I'll help you out, son. So, like, he goes back in there for a second blow drying session. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, trying to get, help him get it right and stuff. You brought it down. You toned it down a brought little bit. Brought it down. T- took it to the side a little bit. We'll have to see how it turned out. We worked it. I, we haven't gotten home yet. I've done some texting with the family and uh, uh, I've got some updates on how they did. Maybe I'll save that for the end <laughs> um, before I get in the hot tub. Yeah, my Which kids, will be after I'm done with this. My kids didn't, Locke actually uh, ended up getting a haircut. You, he, his hair has been. I cut Lincoln's hair last night too. Oh yeah, you, by the way, yeah, this, I, but just the size. I don't do that, I, you know, I have, a, I have a small sort of humble hot tub and I also don't cut my children's hair. <laughs> <laughs> As if that would be a douche thing to do. I cut, I cut Chrissy's hair too. Uh, no you don't. <laughs> I use a bowl, put uh, it on top and just shave the sides. And, uh, <laughs> But like I ended up cutting his hair because he's been kind of growing it out and he's been doing a you know, he's been like kind of putting it, it when it gets a little bit long because he's playing basketball and stuff, he's like kind of puts it back almost, it, it's not really a man bun but it's the beginning of one. Well it's a pre-man bun. But the basketball coach saw that and said, uh-uh. Is that right? Nope, don't even think about it. They don't and, allow it. And while he could have protested because you can't, re- I mean I, I don't really know what the rules are, uh, he was like, I just, I, I got it cut because I didn't want to, you know. I mean, really? they talked about it a little bit, but uh, ultimately he was like, I don't, you know, trying to trying to establish myself and so made it a little bit shorter, so. So they both had to tone their hair down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they had to tone it down, you know, going, in, going into the next year, you gotta tone it down a little you bit. You wanna make a statement on that first day, I mean, your clothes do matter. Because it, it's, it's that part of that confidence, because you wanna be able to slide in there with a little strut in your walk and, you gotta bring your best on day one. Well, you don't have to. No, you could set expectations low and be like, day two, it's like, who is that? <laughs> I don't you remember could him from yourself every day. That's why, they, that, that's why the school uniforms, I mean, that's why a lot of schools do the uniforms, because so, you just take that completely out. There yeah. is no opportunity to express yourself in that way. I don't know, there's advantages or disadvantages, that's not what we're gonna talk about. We're talking about back to school and we're gonna talk about us going back to school year after year in a moment, but first, Ear Biscuits is supported by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. Cause who wants to measure? And not me. I like to just have it. And what do you use, the metric system? Do you just use know, the old English system? know that you got it right. Yeah, who knows? I made these hoisin glazed meatballs for the whole family. Do you, well, I'm being real, you, you I didn't, didn't make them. I didn't make it. First of all, do you even know what hoisin is? Is it hoisin? Yeah, I think ho- it might be hoisin. Hoisin glazed meatballs are the opposite of poison glazed it, meatballs, it, it, could which I, I do not recommend. If I, if I backed you into a corner. They do not sell those could at you, HelloFresh. Could you explain to me what hoisin was? It's a, it was like a, it's a, it's a jelly-ish like sauce that's salty and umami-ish. Oh, wow, man, I didn't even back you into a literal corner. It's really. And you did that. I love a good meatball, man. Um, but I didn't. I didn't make it. I'm not the one who made it. I'm okay, a- that's okay. But you ate it. I didn't make it, but I ate it. Okay, they've got three plans to choose from: classic, veggie, and family. You go with the family because you know you are a family. 
You talking to me? Yes, I, <laughs> I'm a family. If you're a family, get the family plan. If you're a vegetarian or if you just like veggies, get the veggie. Do I, uh, I mean, in classic. And if you're just a just classic, classic kind of person, some people just are just into classic things. You can feel confident when cooking HelloFresh with the simple recipes outlined on pictured step-by-step instructions. You don't even really have to know how to read. Yep, and the kits are labeled, so if you like labels, it's got those. You, you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And cooking becomes something you actually want to do when you get home from work versus just saying, oh my gosh, just, I, I gotta pull this all together. It's already been pulled together. Right. Knock it out of the park. It's like someone has shown up and done some work for you, which makes you feel important. Spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit hellofresh.com slash ear60 and then enter ear60. So that's hellofresh.com slash E-A-R-6-0 and enter code E-A-R-6-0. And now, back to the biscuit. Um, so we were just talking a second ago uh, because we have so many uh, things that we remember together about the way that we that we remember back to school, but the cool thing is is that one of my earliest back to school experiences ever that I remember vividly is our first day of first grade, which is when we actually met. Yeah. That I was mean, like the ultimate back, back to school is like the basis of our friendship. Yeah, because I mean, you, well, here, here was the thing. At Bowie's Creek, of course, I was there for kindergarten, which wasn't wasn't great for me. Uh, you wasn't know, as good. I wasn't there. I, I'm sure that the first day of school was always laced with anxiety for me, because, I mean, that's just I I know enough about myself, even though I can't remember specifics. I I do know that m- my mom would take the first day of school picture. At the end of the hallway, there was there was the closet that had the towels in it. Nice white background. Yeah, she would put me against that, and she'd take my photo with like my my lunchbox. I remember you had a Cubert lunchbox. I remember the Cubert lunchbox. That must have been first grade. I I'm pretty sure I had a He-Man Masters of the Universe lunchbox. I remember your lunchbox. It was blue, and I was holding it in my um, first day of school. Shot and I, I think I can see the anxiety in my eyes in re- all of those pictures. I remember now. For me, I was coming from California, um, and yeah, because I, I lived I lived in California for three years uh, down the road in Thousand Oaks before moving to North Carolina in first grade, and uh, I I don't know. I wasn't an anxious kid. I never dealt with a lot of anxiety, and I actually remember especially in subsequent years, always the only time I was excited about school was the first day of school. That was when like, I was like, this is, I'm gonna make my way, I'm gonna establish myself, and this is, I saw this excitement, not anxiety, but just anticipation and excitement, and then it's like day two, I'd be like, ah, school sucks, and I was one of those school sucks kind of guys from then on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do remember. You love a newness, man. I, I, I remember anxiety over that because I was this new kid in this small town. It was very different from where I'd come from. Uh, I do remember thinking that my Cubert lunchbox like said something about me though. I, like, I had these never small played town kids. They don't Q-Bert. know about Cubert. Yeah, I see, did not like, know about. I'm going to blow man. their minds with Cubert. This little, this little guy with a with a snout, and he goes up the pyramid. Oh, they're going to be blown away by this. No one mentioned it. Was that on Atari? Because I think that was just in arcades. I had Cubert. I feel like I had Cubert on a home system of some kind. I don't think you did. It was on Atari, wasn't it? 
I don't think it was. See, Felman's looking that up right now. We're gonna see what kind of fact checker he is. But the thing about Bowie's Creek Nintendo? School. Well, definitely. Uh, that, I, that was a new, the, the version on Nintendo I think was a new iteration, but like the arcade version that was on his launch box was like a. Yeah, I brought us some arcade games arc arcade. to y'all. It was just arcade. Okay, all right. Yeah, just arcade. See, you didn't play it at home, man. Yeah, I just had the lunchbox at home. It made me think I had a console. Um, thing about Bowie's Creek was such a small town, such a small school. Every year, we you would specifically anticipate who's going to be the new kid, you know, because there's usually only one or two, maybe three, if things got crazy. Right. But I mean, people were not pouring into this town. And when they moved in, and everybody like, knew it when you guys oh, showed up. Oh, this girl's from Nebraska. What? That's crazy. There's somebody from another state. Like that was what it was like when people yeah. moved in. But the most significant year for me when you talk about new students was sixth grade, Miss Lanier's class, when okay. both, both Leslie and Amber. Who have who carry great significance in both of our lives? Here we are talking about them again. Leslie, our first girlfriend; Amber, our first kiss. Different times. Yeah. They both came to the school in the same year, and boy, and first of all, from about first grade, like first grade on, I thought about girls most of the time. Most of my brain was was being devoted towards women. Uh, oh, you can get it for twelve dollars. I can get a Cubert. Is that a Cubert lunchbox? No, this is the game for our Atari. Okay, you can, you can oh get for it. the Atari. Okay, I'm wrong. Uh, no, that's the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. I had the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, you did? I did. That was I had that before Nintendo. So you cared about girls with like ninety nine point nine percent of your being, and with that, well, it last it, it increased slowly, but sixth grade point one percent. It was Cubert. Sixth grade. My body was beginning to change. Oh. I just I changed a little bit earlier, um, and um, so that didn't that made the the reception of two new interesting ladies. It was doing it was doing things to me. It was it was it was different. It was more intense than it had been before. Uh, I was it, beside myself, and that's where that's the year that Miss Lanier decided to put us into. I was like, this is weird, but she decided to seat us clusters. in clusters of four facing each other. So like you got four kids and they're all facing each other and their desks are kind of touching at the top. Group work. And that was when I did the, I've told this story before, I'll tell the abbreviated version, but that was when I just decided one day, she had shorts on, I had shorts on. I was like, I, <laughs> I'm going to connect my knee to her knee as a show of affection, which I do not recommend. Uh, it was sixth grade. Uh, I didn't ask for consent. It was also like 1986. It was a different time. Whatever. I don't know what year it was. Um, that's that's not an excuse. <laughs> I'm going on the record to say that. I don't know what. I don't it, know what you were. It going was for just there, knee to knee contact. Was, I just feel like just, I have to. I have to. You know. You just brushed your kneecap against her kneecap. I well. I no. I I I brushed my knee against her kneecap. But when she pulled back, I I. Brushed it again. I got long legs. I got a lot to give. Because and, and, first, I, and did, I, she, did she repulse and recoil, or she, did she just think that? She, oh, he did that by accident. She did not repulse. She did not recoil. She just moved away gently. And then after the third or fourth time of contact, that she was like, "Wow, Rhett, you got some long legs." She said that, and I, and I kind of gave her a look like, "You bet I do." And then uh, you like kept your knee grazed. Like at, at that that's point, no longer grazed. That's a 
Okay. Rest. I, 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 at that point, I pulled back, and then within a week, we were dating. Oh, so, uh, okay, it worked. I and news, again, I don't recommend it. I'm just telling a story. News of this trickled to uh, the library where I was being being very bookish one day because I was in Miss Campbell's class. It was Miss Campbell's class, right? Or Miss Rand's? You were in Miss Campbell's class, that sixth year. grade. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I had to wait a whole year to date Leslie after that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay. So anyway. I, I know what I gotta do, it's just a matter of time. That's all I was thinking about. Uh, but. What started with Leslie is now about hot tub size. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> uh, but, but Leslie and Amber were both new kids and I think that's, that's what, they were very close friends. I think that was the factor, but um, you know, they, they assimilated. Yeah. Um, but that's the type of thing you were looking for every year was who's gonna be new? Where are they gonna come from? What's their kneecap gonna feel like when my kneecap touches it? Yeah. You know? It, yeah, it could be anything, really. Freshness, new beginnings, the ability to start over, I think was so great. I, 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 I remember thinking with every new school year, I can, I can be somebody else, I can, but I not can reinvent myself. But not, but, but not you, really but because then, you were the same yeah, kid that had been going get, to school with the same kids. But, but you know who did it? One person was able in the tight knit community of Bowie's Creek himself? from one school year to the next, reinvented himself. Chip. Oh. Yeah, he was Chip and then he was Peter. Yes. Into one school year he was Chip, beginning of the next school year, Call me Peter. <laughs> yeah, and it it took a while to stick. I called him Chip for I, I he he was my neighbor, so and I, this is I held on to Chip for two for two years. And this is the Peter Dinklage that it, if you came to our show, <laughs> this is the Peter Dinklage that was Rhett's neighbor. Yeah, and not that Peter Dinklage that you're thinking about, my the, Peter Dinklage, the one that was formerly known as Chip. Yeah, Dinklage. Which which first of all, I understand he that reinvented himself because I didn't understand until later in life maybe like a couple years later, that Chip is a nickname. <laughs> it's like Chip off junior. the old, it's, it's like, like junior. junior, Chip off, uh, yeah. off the old block. And so it, it, when when a, a boy wants to become a man and establish himself, uh, he what? wants to become Peter. The problem is, is his dad was also named Peter. <laughs> so, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, but at least he, he was he well, was his, his dad first didn't go name. to school with him. He didn't, right. Stayed um, at home and drunk Capri Sun. Uh, but, the, the biggest. You remember, what, you remember what year that was, when Chip became Peter? Because you're saying he became a man, but this was. No, like it was like fourth or fifth fourth grade. Fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, right before he became a man, depends on what culture you're in and what your what your what your experience is. Eighth grade. I want to talk well, about. He was your grade. neighbor, so. <laughs> Eight, I have a spot. He didn't memory. live in the outback. Eighth grade. Uh, First of all, we went to Bowie Street School, it was K through eighth, which is not very common anymore. In fact, we were the last, yeah, this is us, the last eighth grade class ever at Bowie Street Elementary School. After that, it turned into Harnett Central Middle School where all the schools that didn't be, go to Harnett Central High School come together. Yeah, so then Bowie Street Elementary then and now still does only goes through fifth grade. Fifth grade, yeah. Fifth so grade. we had spent all this time, in fact I remember in first grade going to the talent show in the Bowie's Creek Auditorium and watching the eighth graders at the time uh, perform Brass Monkey. That was the peak, man. And it was Brad Inman 
shout out to Brad Emmon, wherever you are up there playing the trumpet during Brass Monkey and it was unreal. It was, I remember sitting there watching this happen and thinking you cannot get any cooler than this group of eighth graders up there right now doing brass this song. Brass trumpet. They did it, they changed it to brass trumpet. Funky trumpet. And then he did a trumpet solo. Brass it, trumpet. It literally, it blew my mind. Well not literally. It, what, I, that's why I stopped myself from saying literally because I don't wanna misuse the term literally. It figuratively blew my mind. Yeah, it, it, the bookends to the year, the, the best moments of the year, the feelings that if you just wanna bottle up and just binge drink is that first day of school and then the day of the talent show. Because everything after that, it was only like maybe another week of school. Maybe some exams and stuff, which sucked. But yeah, and it, so y your point is you're all, you, the whole student body goes and watches the talent show to end the school year, and you got these eighth graders, man. Well, I'm thinking about the way that we perceived eighth graders and the mm -hmm. way that impacted my first day of eighth grade. Yes. Do, do you remember when we, when, yearbook day? It was a big thing for the kids. You wait in line to get a to get a you get Chris Stewart. I remember Chris Stewart. Yes, who was in eighth grade when I think when we were in he was four he was four years older than us. No, he was a senior when we were freshmen in high school, so he was three years older actually. He wasn't that. Chris oh, no, Stewart no, no. was older than my brother. No, I'm, I, you're right. I'm thinking of the other Chris. You're thinking of Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson. No, Chris Stewart was an eighth grader when we were like in first grade. Yep. 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 And. So I remember going up to him and standing in line yes. waiting for him to sign my yearbook and he just like signed. Like a celebrity. Chris Stewart. And I was Even like, his younger sister Natalie, you had to stand in line yeah, to I, get her autograph. Like, Chris Stewart just signed my yearbook. It was like Tom Cruise had signed my yearbook. And so when I walked into Bowie's Creek Elementary. And, and side note, Tom Cruise does sign all of his own yearbooks. He does. When I walked into those halls, those hallowed halls of Bowie's Creek Elementary as an eighth grader, yes. I realized that all of these kids were seeing me the way that I saw Chris Stewart. As a god. And I was like, I can do anything. anything. I, 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 I own this place. We're gonna do the talent show, we're gonna do Digital Underground, it's gonna be incredible and yeah. It, and I mean, I don't, I don't know if this ruled if the it, school, man. If it lived up to those expectations that we set, but I, I remember signing kids' <laughs> yearbooks. Yeah, and I think, I think there's, I can, I can draw a direct line from that to the hot tub I now own. You know, it's <laughs> like got trying to recapture that feeling, man. Constantly, you know, <laughs> just trying to get back in it. Uh, the biggest transition, the back to school moment, was going into high school because I mean, now you're not ruling campus anymore. You're not an eighth grader at a school that you spent your basically your entire life going to, but you're going off to this high school. It was nerve wracking because it was huge. It, it was a melting pot of all of the elementary schools because there were no middle schools in the county. So you right. had Bowie's Creek Elementary where we came from and we had the reputation as being the smart kids. Well, and, le and let me explain that a little bit. Just the Bowie's Creek mentality was that we were in the middle of this county, Harnett County, and we were where the university was, where Campbell University was. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, uh, like me, and my dad taught at the law school, still does, 
and so, so, you, did, so you weren't from a farming. We had vibe. this sense that we were better than everybody, just because we were like we knew we were in the middle of nowhere, but we were like, but at least we have a university. We are this bastion of education, and so we kind of looked down on all the other little towns that were just normal southern towns around right. us. Because you had you had Lafayette School, which. I always thought of them as they were kind of good old boys. They were all really nice, more farmer oriented. Lots of farmers. But but they had a really good band. I knew some of the band members. Like I'd met them in we did some cross pollination band. A good thing. band, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah, they had I a good band. Never noticed the Lafayette bands. band Speaking quality. Of trumpet. Keith Sears. Keith Sears. He played trumpet. I played trumpet. Keith he played trumpet. Great guy. Great guy. One of the best guys. Uh, once you got to know those Lafayette boys. They were great. Joseph Revels. Oh man, <laughs> the, he had a mustache. He had a mustache in like fourth grade. I, I didn't look even at know it. him. Just look at it. You, you, you walk, Legs like tree trunks, oh, man. Yeah, I just walk up calves. to him and talk to his mustache. He had huge calves. I wouldn't even talk to him. And he was so nice That was Lafayette. Him. Then you had Lillington. Lillington was like Bowie's Creek adjacent, right? So, yeah. they, so we kinda like, we're like, okay, you guys, you have like, You've got your own like town hall, and you are the county seat, right? So you have that. You're you're the county seat. That's where the courthouse is. You've got some bragging rights. You know, you're not Bowie's Creek, but you're 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 good. You're you're, you're good. You'd walk. You you you'd always eat. We'd go to Lillington to eat, like to go to the McDonald's. Once that's, that, what, that's where they had the fast food. That's, we, where, that's where food existed. We had no place to eat except Little Dino's. <laughs> right. And that was only open for a and while. You, you'd pass by the Sexton Ford car lot. Yeah. And then lo and behold, you start going to the high school and you realize Chad Sexton goes to the high school. There's an actual Sexton that I now go to school with. <laughs> I don't just drive past the used car lot anymore. It's and, like, And you know there's a connection. The I knew there was a connection. connection. <laughs> Sexton is probably one of the best last names of anybody, any kid who would have to be in a well, middle school. Well, I don't know, it's a lot to live up to in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then you had Andrew, and what Ooh, can I what, say about Andrew? Tread lightly. Um, watch yourself with Andrew because. Um, scrappy, they were scrappy. scrappy. I'm trying to think. Yeah. They knew they knew stuff, and they they knew stuff that we didn't. They knew, and they had substances that we didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Andrew was a little rougher, a little rougher around the edges. Yeah, yeah. But and, but Jason Keenan was but, a great friend of mine, yeah, he great was. good guy to meet. Taught us a lot. But Andrew was where Harnett Central High School was, so we had to basically go to Andrew. I mean, it was like you you give know, him some respect, West Andrew. Uh, in order to go to school. So all of a sudden we're grouped together and there's all these it's, ideas. And for Again, for me. It feels like gang warfare. It's like going into first, your first, you know how it is, your first day in prison and you're figuring out the different gangs. And I will say that for the majority of our entire high school career, we kind of stayed with that Bowie's Creek group. We let a few other people in. And I, we I'm had not, a very tight knit group. I'm not proud of this, it no. was, it was, it was almost, it wasn't purposely clicky, but the school was very, it was as clicky as most 90s schools were. I think it probably is still the same. Uh, but we it, we it was a pretty nightly, uh, tightly knit group. But again, the only as thing. As opposed to a nightly tit group? <laughs> <laughs> the nightly tit group is. Uh, <laughs> that, a, that only happened in Andrew. Uh, no, that's, we were, that's we, just breastfeeding babies. Oh. <laughs> It's the nightly tit group okay. is a totally different All right, thing. Redeem it. That's good. That's good. Uh, so 
what I remember thinking again, I was thinking I was in I was in complete overdrive by this time thinking about girls going into my freshman year. And I and I remember we would get together, we would go to the river, we spent a lot of time in the Cape Fear River. Swimming. And we would have some of our deepest, most significant conversations while just swimming in the river. They weren't all about women. Uh, a lot of them were. Oh, okay. But no, I'm saying, and the ones that I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about like anticipating what high school was gonna be like. And of course, you know, I, the way We'd I swim talk there more and think in the about summer. things, I have a way of sensationalizing things and trying to make things seem like they're gonna be incredible. And I was Future like, Future things. I yes. was like, we're gonna go. You, the thing you don't understand is like, sure, you know, we've been here with this group, and, but now we're gonna have, there's gonna be Anger girls. Let me tell you about Anger girls. There's gonna be Lafayette girls. There's gonna be Lillington girls. The girls that we have not been able to see because we go, we, we, we can't go to those public pools. You know what I'm saying? Right. We can, we go to Keith Hill's pool. We right. can't go to these other pools. Right. And so um, I was really building it up in my mind. That was the only thing that I was thinking about. And I was thinking, what's the structure of this? I mean, this is a big place. How do I know how to get around? I mean, am I gonna? I'm gonna print out my schedule and put it in multiple places because I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't want to get lost. Print it out. How would you have done that? Well, they mailed it to you. I don't. I, I, I it was a mentality. Okay? okay, I understand. I'm not trying to poke holes. Into I don't your, think I had a printer. I'm, I'm trying not to poke holes into your. I remember even, your dot matrix life. I still. I, I mean, I know that I still have my class schedule from every year because I was very anxious about going to the wrong class at the wrong time. You still have them? I have like an envelope that has stuff from every um, year of my school. That yeah. is wild. And it has including my, your class schedule because I would keep it even though I I would eventually master it, but they, there was like a commons area and th there were uh, places where you could buy drinks. Yeah, vending machines outside. Yeah, and you could go in the cafeteria and there were multiple lines. It's like, this was crazy. You wanna just get pizza? You just want a chicken sandwich or do you want the daily offering? There was a pit outside. It was like, picture an amphitheater that only has three steps. Mm -hmm. That's what I call a pit, because they called it a pit where you could smoke. Yeah, we had a smoking pit. Designated smoking area at the, right beside, everyone who walked into the school walked right past it. Yeah. And, and of course, any direction you looked literally was a tobacco field. Yeah, so we were just supporting the local industry. <laughs> I mean, I, I did not partake, I did not smoke. Uh, I didn't either. But in high school, but there were quite was, a few that did. It was, a, it was a very new world and it was, you know, is it, you, you looked at it with so much promise and a, and a, and a chance to connect with in a love life kind of way. Well, I, I specifically remember not the first day of school, but before the first day of school, there was some sort of sports banquet or raffle or something that my brother was going to because my brother was already on the basketball team. And of course I knew I was gonna play basketball and baseball and mm -hmm. you know, I was gonna do all the sports, whatever. And um, so I went with him to this banquet. Of course he could drive, he was already, he, he was already gonna be a senior. And uh, I was like, this is my first like exposure to the group of people that I will be going to the school with, at least mm -hmm. the athletes, you know, even more pressure here. Mm -hmm. And I remember what I wore. I had on this uh, a t-shirt tucked in to khaki shorts, and the khaki shorts were very long and big, I'm sure it went down to, but still preppy, it was a preppy look. Pleated? Uh, pleated khaki shorts that went to just above the knee, maybe just below the knee, it was right around the knee. And then I had a braided belt that was, you know, purposely about 14 inches too long, such that it could be 
rolled around one time and then put down the left leg and struck me about mid thigh. Put down the left. I know what you're talking about. You it would like hung, tie a little knot in it, and then it comes down at a ninety. South. It comes down at a ninety degree angle, perpendicular yeah. to your your waistline. Those are great. You know, a great thing about a braided belt, you, it's it's unlimitedly adjustable. Yeah, because you can you can stick the uh, through, through it any part. Yep, any place. I can't believe they're not back in. Maybe they will be. I do remember that you wanted it to be long so you could take it from east and flip it over and turn it south. Yes, and we also I, I had. The docksiders, we called them, those leather shoes that you wore without socks. And I remember, I'm so tan right now. You know, we we had no regard for sunscreen or anything. So at the end of the summer in the North Carolina uh, summers, you were just as you were so tanned. And you wanted to show that off all the way up to the ankle. I remember just thinking about how tanned my legs were. You do? Yes, I, 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 I was, and, and listen, you know how skinny I was. I was so skinny, I was so scrawny. I, pro- I was 6'4 at the time, and I guarantee you, I did not weigh more than 145 pounds. <laughs> I mean, it was. It, I and, mean, there's truth in the photos. But I had all this, I had completely, uh, no reason to have it, but all kinds of confidence. All co- unfounded confidence. And I was the exact opposite. I had every <laughs> reason to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was not confident. So, did you get feedback on the on the docksiders, the tan or the belt or anything? I, I don't recall. I don't recall specifically. I just remember feeling good about myself. I mean, it didn't change. I if I work it out because the girls that you were obsessed with, I do remember swimming in our secret spot in the Cape Fear River and just talking for hours, going into our junior year. So, fast forwarding two years later. And you were still obsessing about like the next class, the the upcoming class of freshmen. Yeah, it's it's it and, sounds dirty to talk about it now. But you, I mean, it wasn't. It was just to date, to ha- be in a relationship with a woman. I know, but, but it's with like, a girl. But you thinking were thinking about. I, I just I don't know. I but you you would just you'd say, hey, there's there's this girl, Melissa. There's this girl, Stephanie. It's like. Man, one of them can be your girlfriend, one of them can be my girlfriend. It's like like it was that easy. It's not like you can just touch a girl on the knee with your knee and then a week later you're gonna be dating well, her. Well, that did work but successfully one you time. You would talk, we would talk, because you would really get, you'd get me fired up about it. We were <laughs> swimming. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. It, and we would, it, it was, your confidence was so contagious. I, did, I became convinced <laughs> that this girl, Melissa, was going to be my girlfriend. I've never, I'd never heard of her. I'd, <laughs> I'd certainly never seen her, yeah, man. and I never had met her. Yeah, it was like double dates, man. I was like, we can drive now. Double dates, man. And it didn't. Of course, happen. I'm on the soccer team. You're in the soccer team before you, you practice before you practice school, school starts. And so there's freshmen that are trying out for the soccer team. One of which turned out to be Melissa's boyfriend. So that kind of. <laughs> That kind of informed how I moved forward, which was to not move forward at all. I mean, I remember he was a freshman, yeah, which made me upset. But yeah, my I philosophy was—I respected the boundaries. You, I wasn't gonna—you got to push through that. <laughs> my philosophy was, you got to push through that. This is high school. These relationships are—and how did that go for you? Are, these relationships are not going to last. Okay, they're not going to last. Don't get too bent out of shape about this. Stephanie was dating somebody too, man. She never dated you. Yeah, I, listen. 
I told you it was my confidence was unfounded. <laughs> I, I have seen the pictures of myself from that time. And the, but the great thing is is that I had this incredible self-image and I had no reason to. It's so weird, we're 40 years old. I mean it was, let's see, I, I think it was last Christmas when I was at home and I, w- I was in the Zaxby's and Stephanie walked in. Oh. I saw Stephanie. You did. At the Zaxby's. How is she? With her mom and all of her kids. Her husband wasn't there. Mm. But I went up and you know, I was getting a refill on the drink. You can do that exactly. I was there before she was. She sat down, didn't see me. And I saw her when I, I was coming back with my drink. And I went over there. I was like, hey, she recognized me immediately. We, we, we chatted it up for a few minutes. I met her kids. Um, you didn't come up once. Good. It's, but it is it's, funny. It's simpler that way. It's funny that I immediately went back to us swimming in the river and like obsessing about like, oh, she's gonna be my girlfriend and Melissa's gonna be your girlfriend. And I like, tried, man. <laughs> I tried a whole lot more than I was successful. I, I, I've, I've told the story and again, it, 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 I don't like talking about it now because it. it well, it, these are real people that still exist. Well, no. And I, now we're 40. I don't know how to say this in a in a way that will make sense. The times have changed significantly since that time, and to, and and to think that I was so focused on just getting a girlfriend and not and again I was doing other things. I I you know we both excelled at our academics uh, and to some degree our athletics. You had that game with the two goals with your left foot. It was amazing. I'll never forget it. Thank you. Um, we did other things, we had really good friends. We did a lot of cool things that we wrote about in the book and we spent a lot of time camping and all that. We did a lot of other cool stuff, but it was kinda always, I was always distracted by this thought that I needed to be in a relationship with somebody. And I just wish that I could have, I could go back and tell myself, don't think about that so much. Don't, you're gonna think, you're gonna think about it because of who you are, but just don't, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Don't worry about this. Don't you know? Wish that you're in a relationship and forget about just enjoying this time. Um, because when I think about it, I think, oh, that was it. Was just this. Uh, it sort of clouded every single thing that I experienced at the time. Well, are are you talking to me right now? Or are you talking to the ear biscuiteers, or are you talking to your kids? <laughs> because I do think that's that I. My kids are in a good way. I think that's my kids are, are, I I believe, significantly healthier in this regard. And and I do think part of it is we have constantly reminded them about not because I know the way my kids think and I can already see the patterns of the way their brains work. Yeah. My wife can see that we see ourselves in them and we know kinds of the things that, like, oh, this is the kind of thing I wish I had told myself. And so I'm, who do I have to tell now? I've got my kid. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really cool thing about, um, parenting in general is when you can see the wheels turning in your kid's brain. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've mentioned anxiety a lot in this episode from you know my childhood and I can see when that pops up in, in my kids' lives. And so it's cool to be able to kind of speak the code because well, we know that it's our fault, right? Whatever it is, it's like, okay, there's this obs- obsessive quality about fill in the blank or an anxious, um, interaction with something. And we are responsible for it, whether directly, genetically, or something that we screwed up as a parent. <laughs> but it's cool to be able to kinda, ha- you know, you we have talks, and it's kinda like you're speaking, to, there's shortcuts, because 
and you can see them light up like, whoa, you kind of reading my mail, so to speak. You know how my brain works. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. I, I mean, I think it, and it's also cool to re to relive vicariously the their newness of school, you know, and and I think that it is the type of thing that I do find myself getting charged up this time of year. Like I know the traffic's going to be worse again. I know my my kids aren't sleeping in, and I got to help them get out of the house. And you, you know, uh, there are some negatives, but then there's this energy. It's kind of it's the energy that precedes the next energy, which is fall energy, like remembering how leaves would fall back east. But still, yeah, the air gets a little happen. crisper. So this is, and and then you got like the holiday magic. So it's like you're moving from one thing well, to the next in that newness. And, but and I said that we would talk a little bit about the science uh, of, of why we still feel this and why you, even if you don't go to school anymore, you may feel this back to school feeling. And so there's this article on NBC News that talks about, there's a number of reasons for this. Um, one of them is the fact that uh, you, your brain has sort of ingrained this pattern of that you may not even be conscious of, of like, okay, summers, the days are naturally longer. You fill those days more with, with more leisure time and they kind of, um, shape themselves in a different way because just the amount of light in the day. And then when the amount of light begins to decrease as summer is coming to a close, it actually changes your circadian rhythms and actually changes your melatonin levels and stuff. You sleep differently. And if, if you reinforce that every single year there's this very transitional thing that is happening where you're starting anew, fresh, and it's in sync with the changing of the seasons. Your brain has become accustomed to that. And it's, it's just the way our culture has, is also in that rhythm and you see it in the, in the back to school ads and that kind of thing. And so you've got those thoughts and those feelings and all the stuff that we kind of hinted at that continues to come back. And so it's actually the, you know, the plasticity of your brain uh, it's ingrained in there. And then if you continue to do things like we do, like whether it is you've got a show that comes back and is on that same cycle, you've got children who start school at the same time, you're gonna feel that feeling even before you've actually registered what's going on. That's kind of the very uh, high level. Well that's cool because it, it goes beyond just, of it. just feeling it vicariously through kids if you've got them or just reminiscing or, and it, it's something that you've built it's also an argument for not the not doing those year-round schools because they're 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 stripping kids these days of of the back-to-school sensation. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know either. Even then, they 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 do have. I think there is a isn't there a longer break during the summer even for those kids? I don't know. I haven't even. I I hate it so much. I haven't looked into it. No, I just never experienced it in, in neither of my kids. But I know that a lot of people do. But I. I think it's a great thing to embrace, you know, if there's any way to to embrace newness, ex, to, to assess and expect. You know, I think any any moment when you can do that is great. You know, I feel like even professionally, we're kind of in a moment where it's we're, we've geared back up with Good Mythical Morning, we're, we're starting to get back into the rhythm of that, but we're also, Buckling down on other things that we're working on, it's like okay, everybody, you know, this is, this is, this is that sweet spot to get some stuff going. So it's you know those, 
you're out of that lackadaisical summer, summer thing. So I think it's something that if it's in your brain, you can harness. You know, this is the time. This is the time to make that change. It's like, it's like, it kind of feels like the New Year's resolution vibe, but it doesn't have all that weight of the anticipation of, of, of breaking the resolution. It's much, it's looser than that. And it's more about, it's more about the energy, man. Well, and you think about, you know, especially, especially that time between, you know, middle school, from middle school to the end of high school. You think about how much a person changes. I mean, you just look yeah. at pictures of kids. I mean, I look at my kids. I look at Locke and how much he's he's changed in the past couple of years. Yeah, and it's it's mind blowing. And think about how much we have changed in one sense, but haven't changed over the time. Uh, like I, when you say, "Oh, fall again," I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna turn 41." Like I'm gonna be. I just I was just having my awesome 40th birthday. You remember that one? You know the yeah. band, the one that everybody talked about. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm gonna be 41. Am I gonna have some awesome party for my 41st? No, because I'm 41. This is who cares? 41? What? No what? significance there. Uh, but the, I mean, it, so it happens so quickly. Whoa, 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 man! Whoa! What? Tap back into that. Let's try it right now, okay? Tap into what? Don't don't tap into your 41ness. Yeah, but you started talking about like the years, and I just started. I'm gonna be 41, man. No, no, no. Just and there's that Merle Haggard song. I'm 41 years old and I ain't got no place to go when it's over. So I'll hide my age and make the stage and try to kick the footlights mm. out again. Mm. Again, this is the best album. Hide my age, Link. That's what I'm gonna keep doing. How did how did this podcast- Just try to kick the footlights out again. How, how did it turn into this? Embrace the newness that is back to school. I man. think I need to go back to school. I think I need to go to community college. Uh, I think ultimately no. that is what I've just decided. You, what about real estate school? I think Much I shorter. Needed, I think I need to Much take shorter. a class. You could drive a nice car. At Pasadena Community College. Yeah. All the ads say that it's the best community college in the nation. What would the ads say? It's We're a pretty good community college when you look, when you consider the nation. We're not the best, but PCC, man. Can you see me at PCC? Just, just go to real escape school, it's short. Real escape school? <laughs> Is that for escape rooms? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's how to get out of escape, I need to go to that school. It's a, I, I get so frustrated listen, in escape rooms. Listen, buy the group rooms. on with me. You and me, we're going to the real escape school. Hey, and like we can, just a couple of days, we can get out of any escape room. We need to teach that class because there are so many people whose nights are ruined because they get stuck at some part of an escape room. Yes. First of all, I need to take the class. We need, or we need to invent the class. I we, just did. We go to all the escape rooms and we get all the secrets. We have to pay for that, but then we get our investment back when we charge people to come learn how to get out of these escape rooms. I think it's as simple as setting up a booth outside of escape rooms. With a map? With a map. <laughs> well, it just a, just a little guy. We could do it in an app. If you just, we don't have to be there, we just sell it as an app. You click on the app, but you wanna get out of this escape room? They, they don't let you use your phones in escape rooms. It's gonna have to be printed. Okay. Dot matrix. Okay. It's Just PDFs. Like it's PDFs. Right. Well, we can laminate them. We sell PDFs. You can no, I want people to download it. I want a paid download. No. Does it take all the fun out of an escape room if you have a PDF? They can, they can pirate that. You need a. You need a. 
folded yet laminated brochure level. Here's the cool thing though. We get better at selling the secrets to the to the skate rooms. They change. They adapt. They become better. It's like coevolution. I, I get it. Do you hear that? They started playing the music. I, oh. th- I think it's okay. They've been fading us out slowly. Okay, as we've continued to talk about mm-hmm. it. So let's just do that. I'll take this idea back to the drawing board. Share with a friend of yours this episode of Ear Biscuits if you want to, that's a big help to us. Let's continue this conversation using hashtag Ear Biscuits. Reminisce about your back to school feeling. Even if you're still having it now and you're not in school, even better, let us know. Yeah, if you wanna see me, I'll be on campus at Pasadena Community College uh, teaching the real escape class. So what What were you saying? What? So let's keep going, just me and you. Yeah. Good luck with that.